Welcome back to Money Mile. I'm your host, Justin Waller, and I am happy that you are here. Money Mile is where we help active, time-crunched people increase confidence in their finances while increasing their fitness. We focus our education toward helping active people looking forward to an active and phased financial independence and who are ultimately interested in leaving a meaningful legacy. We package financial education into roughly mile-sized educational bits for approximately one mile on your long, steady run, and we strive to make each episode valuable for you. This is the best financial education podcast designed for triathletes and runners. In our last episode, we talked with Kathy Casey about the value of mindset in long course triathlon, among other things, and she shared a lot of great tips, tricks, and ideas about improving mindset and working through challenges. In today's episode, we're going to finish up the estate planning segment of your financial training plan at the long course level. This is similar to the base training aspect of a triathlon training plan. Everyone needs to do base training, but if you're doing a sprint or a long course race, your work here is going to look different. With the estate plan, everyone's work's going to look different, but everyone needs to have an estate plan. Personal finance sometimes feels like a foreign language, and we are here to help active people live more financially confident lives. We would prefer to spend our time and energy making great educational content for you to enjoy on your next run, but we also want to get this education into the ears of more triathletes. We like to think we are better educators than marketers, so please help us grow the community by sharing this resource with your training buddies and friends. Back in episode 29, we looked at ways to improve your estate plan by making it more official, giving better direction, and considering efficiency versus sufficiency. Many people think that estate planning is only for the rich and famous. It is true that estate planning has different impacts for the super wealthy. If your estate is over a certain threshold, the amount over that threshold will be subject to an estate tax. The tax starts at 18% and goes up quickly to 40%. This is the reason that one of the first priorities is to try to get your estate to pass on to your heirs at your death to below that threshold. The threshold I referred to is currently $12.9 million for individuals. Now, we're all friends here, and this is for educational purposes only, so I will round up this a little and call it $13 million. The amount over $13 million that each individual leaves to their heirs is going to be subject to that estate tax. There are some changes already underway that will significantly impact this. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act will expire in 2025. This $13 million exemption is going to go down to somewhere between $5 to $6 million. For the sake of our conversation, I'm going to use the number of $6 million, but keep in mind this is not the exact number. Therefore, if you have accumulated $10 million in your estate and you pass away before 2026, there should be no estate tax. If you pass away with $10 million in 2026, the first $6 million would pass without an estate tax, but the $4 million over that threshold would be subject to a tax that escalates to 40% very quickly. That means that your estate could lose as much as $1.6 million. That's 40% of $4 million. What can we do about this, and how can we avoid it? 
there are some common strategies that we can use if you are close-ish, depending on your situation. And there are some advanced strategies that the ultra-rich use, like fancy trusts and complex life insurance structures. Because this is an educational podcast, we are going to focus on the common strategies all of us can use. The first of which is lifetime gifting. Essentially, the current IRS exemption can be looked at as a coupon for an estate tax-free transfer at death of $13 million. In addition to this, the IRS allows for any person to transfer to any other person a certain amount of money each year without it impacting their estate. The amount in 2023 is $17,000. You technically could give more than $17,000 in any given year, but if you do, you're supposed to file a form that essentially takes that amount away from your eventual estate exemption of $13 million. So this $17,000 does not impact your estate exemption. This $17,000 per year is also available from anyone to anyone. If you are married, each of you can give away $17,000. If you have one child and wanted to give them as much as you could without having to file paperwork, a married couple could give that child $34,000, $17,000 from each parent. There are other things that also do not count towards your exemptions, but they are not technically gifts. Tuition is one that does not count as a gift if it is paid directly to the qualifying school. So if little Tommy wants to go to Pepperdine at $80,000 a year, if grandma and grandpa want to pay the tuition directly to the school, that is not considered a gift. Medical expenses are also not considered a gift if they are paid directly to the provider or hospital. Now, we would all hope that none of our loved ones would be subject to significant medical expenses, but If that was something that your heirs might be in a situation where they are having uh, major medical expenses, if you pay the hospital directly or the care provider directly, it is also not considered a gift. The next one is a quasi-gift, if you will. Uh, That is contributions to a 529 plan. Essentially, contributions to a 529 plan allow for accelerated gifting of up to five years of that gift for any individual person. So it would be five times 17,000 is what you could contribute in any given year. There are other contribution maximums uh, that you have to be aware of with 529 plans, but it's something to consider. The last two ideas here are year splitting. You can give $17,000 this year and $17,000 next year. So if you are looking to provide a gift and it is December, you can provide $17,000 of a gift in December and then another $17,000 January 1st. You can use multiple years to impact a more significant gift. Now, the last area that I'm going to refer to here is a bit more complex and will definitely need some more thorough review from an accountant or a state planner, Uh, but I did want to make sure that it's an idea that's thrown out there as an option. That is a forgivable loan. I'll give you an example here, and and, uh, for those of you that have been listening for a long time, you know all of my clients, uh, all the examples are Harry and Jenny, so we're going to go back to Harry and Jenny's story. We know that Harry and Ginny can give $17,000 times two or $34,000 this year. But if they wanted to give Albus $100,000 to help with a home down payment on his first home, that doesn't really work. They can give him $34,000, but what about the other sixty-six? dollars 
I would like to encourage you to think about this forgivable loan idea as an option. So what if they loaned Albus the other $66,000? So they give him $34,000, they loan him the other $66,000, and then charged an appropriate interest rate on the loan. Now, there isn't any rule against that, right? There's not. So you do need to make sure that it's appropriately documented and that everybody signs off on it and that we know that this is a legitimate loan. Then in year two and three, Harry and Ginny can give Albus a gift of the principal and interest payment on that loan. Another, call it $34,000. As long as it's less than that $34,000 amount or the annually adjusted amount, there's no tax filing paperwork that needs to be done. You do need to talk this over with your tax preparer and your estate planning attorney, but it is a strategy that can work on some of those edge cases. If you're trying to give away $500,000, it's going to take a lot more work, but it's something that can give you a little bit of a strategy to get through some of those edge cases if someone needs a gift and a larger lump sum than $34,000 can provide. I mentioned in the intro that we focus on people who would like to leave a meaningful legacy. Ultimately, This is different for everyone. What is meaningful for you? It might be a scholarship to your alma mater. It might be a multi-generational educational account so that none of your future descendants need to worry about the cost of education. Or maybe it's just making sure that the next generation is able to have more opportunities, more options, and flexibility than you had. These financial targets are all great, but there are some things that you should all be aware of. Statistically, 90% of wealthy families lose their wealth within three generations. There are steps you can take to mitigate this, but that is beyond the scope of this particular episode. If this is of interest to you, please let me know, and we can turn that into an episode of its own later on. So let's get back to the tactical stuff. A well-designed estate plan is not cheap, but it's worth it. You can use templates or software programs that can get a lot of the heavy lifting done for you if that's the option that you choose. If you choose to use an attorney to help, the cost could be somewhere typically between two dollars to $5,000 to start, but could go up from there depending upon the complexity of what you're dealing with. Now, one thing to consider as we're talking about this overall equation is the cost of probate. Not all estates deal with probate. Not all states deal with that. But in the state of California, it is estimated that the cost of probate is 5%. There is a small estate probate exemption that expedites things and makes things go faster. But if you have a large estate that passes via probate, it can be very expensive at that 5% level. They do look at gross amounts, not allowing for like mortgages. So if your house goes through probate, they look at the total value of the home, not the amount of the mortgage that's on it. So they look at the total value. So it can be very expensive. It doesn't take much of a probatable estate to make regret the word of the day. If the estate you leave in probate in California is only $100,000, your heirs would have been better off had you taken the time to design and implement a well-designed estate plan with an attorney if the cost was $5,000. As with most things, what you do is more important than what you know. So we're going to talk about a bit of homework for this episode. Think about your current estate plan and consider if you should be considering formalizing your estate plan with a trust-based plan. If you think the legacy you would like to leave your heirs is worth the investment in a better designed estate plan, please reach out to an estate planning attorney you trust and get that work started today. If you don't know an estate planning attorney you can trust, 
consider asking a friend or a friendly neighborhood financial planner for a recommendation. It is not about being perfect once. It is about continuously making things better. Regardless of where you are in your financial race, you can always make things better for the future you. In our next educational episode, we're going to continue to improve your financial training plan, and we're going to work on risk management at the long course level. I hope this was a valuable investment of your time. I want your life to be better because you join us here. Keep in mind, if you work out, everything else will too. I look forward to talking with you next time on Money Mile.